0: Uh, How was everybody's weekend? Uh, Weekend went great. uh, Except for Super Bowl Sunday when I was about to cook my black bean chili with some chorizo and corn, some good garlic and onions, and some jalapenos. Everything that I wanted in my black bean chili. And my big burner doesn't work. Not only does my big burner not work, none of my burners work.
1: Oh, that's fun.
0: And then, like, the oven doesn't work. Is
1: it a gas oven? No, it's
0: electrical, okay. so it's probably some board in there. Yeah. The really weird thing was when I was troubleshooting it is, like, the oven wouldn't turn on, the oven heating lamp, the indicator light wouldn't turn on, unless I turned at least one burner on, and then it started making a clicking noise, like a relay was off, so... Oh, so you blew, blew up your apartment then, or...? No, 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 again, not a gas oven, so... Okay, that's good. I uh, uh, wish I had a, a gas oven, but no. <laughs> All those are
1: expensive, man. I just bought one. They fucking suck, and they're expensive. Yeah, thankfully I'm not the homeowner, yeah. so. How about you, Dan? You gonna do anything fun? I uh, went out and cross country skied at uh, William O'Brien,
2: which is pretty good. Cool. Uh, got some solid hill work in. Bit it twice, ended up in a thorn patch, but tore none of my clothes. That's like a that's a win for that's, me. I only got minorly stabbed, no permanent damage. Like that's really all that you're hoping for that's on a, a weekend.
1: Yeah, it's a win-win. I. uh... I recorded the Super Bowl and then jerked off to uh, J-Lo and Shakira about three times last night, so... Wonderful.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh
1: Live from the Black Heart of St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know.
0: You want me
1: to be that type of dude And I want
0: to be who you like me to But we both know I can't do nothing at all
1: Last week, um, but MJ and I, Bill and I, uh, you know, got the did the damn thing. So got the damn thing did Yeah, welcome, welcome back, Dan. Thank, Thank you guess. very much. You? Yeah, um, so we got a short one today. Um, we uh, uh, are trying to catch the most of the U.S. Women's National Team game if possible, and uh, the trivia starts at 8:30. So, um, well, I think we got our we think we got our, uh, we we got our, our audio stuff taken or uh, down now. So we should have some sweet, sweet uh, audio to make love to. Uh, Everybody um, who makes love to people. So, that
2: should this be also cool. means that we can't hide our opinions behind. Oh, that's not what I said. The audience didn't quite pick <laughs> it up right. Because
1: it's going to be clear as day when one of us is an idiot. E- exactly, exactly. Uh, so the Patreon pitch um, again guys we're going to be launching something pretty cool I think next week if uh, everything goes well um, on the Patreon um, patreon.com backslash the Daves I know um, if you like soccer if you love uh, Minnesota United as much as we do um, if you want to continue to enjoy this actual high quality uh, content and, and audio uh, visit patreon.com backslash the Daves I know to help support the Daves that you know um, so not a ton of news uh, over the week um, since we last recorded although they fucking signed Luis Amari on that loan deal literally 18 hours after we recorded the podcast, which Woo-hoo! of course, you know, it's of hard not to take didn't... that a little personally. It did, yeah. Um, anyways, but it literally, it's, it's, it's funny because like we record on Mondays, uh, 551 records on Mondays, so like they missed like two of the you know the best podcasts in, in uh, for Loons uh, Loons Talk. Um, literally couldn't talk about it
0: last week. So, but um, guess what, David? Guess what? What's that? In the week that has gone by since. He is still signed for Minnesota United. That is true. It has not changed. That is true. He's uh, it's, it's
1: a loan deal, uh, which was kinda of what everybody's thinking. A loan with an option to buy in the summer or in the next year. So if it's uh, if he shit, then it's fine. We you know, we're not gonna lose too much money. Um, and just good to see the team doing something. Um, any other thoughts on Luis Amaria
0: from either of you guys? I, I read in a couple articles that Heath was quoted saying that when they went down to Ecuador to watch uh, Universidad uh, Catalog- uh, Catalica play that they were originally looking going down to look at somebody else.
1: Yeah, I saw that too.
0: Um, and I'm curious who that someone else is. Now, it's it's not uh, Jose uh, Cifuentes. Uh, that would be a like more central midfielder, defensive midfielder, who ended up going to LAFC. Uh, so I'm guessing we weren't scouting him. I think he was already gone, but... I'm, I I'm curious who else we were we were looking at down there. Well, this was when
1: this is when he was at uh, Cadolica, right? Which was 2018. So, I mean, maybe he was looking at a uh, central de- defensive midfielder cuz this, this that would have been before we signed Ozzy Alonso. Right. So, it's possible they were maybe looking at that guy. Yeah. Um yeah, Dan, anything you want to add? No, uh nothing we haven't really talked about before. Um I did really like Heath's
2: description of him as a fox in the box, uh, which is just a wonderful description. Yeah. Um, you know, it'll be really interesting to see who gets early season minutes between him and Toy. Uh, if nothing else, I like this for depth. Toy, yeah. we expect, and we'll c- touch on this later, to be gone with the U23s for quite a bit of the spring and Lord willing the summer as yeah, well, assuming so they qualify. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Amar is an interesting player. It- not in terms of the player quality, but just in terms of the deal structure. This is the Romario Ibarra deal again. Um, really interesting young prospect with very low risk for the team. It's hard to hate that deal. Yeah. Um, it's also hard to see how that this deal makes the team notably better. Yeah. I don't see Amaria as being the difference maker between making the playoffs and not, or a home playoff and not. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm as I said, I think it was a like two weeks ago when we were talking about him. I really see him as a player who will struggle with the defensive pressure of MLS.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the Ecuadorian league where he's playing is not necessarily known for their uh, defense. Stout defense. No. So, um, it's, it's got all the, uh,
2: the hard tackling quality of a bar flag, flag, flag football league. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so that that piece I would actually make a difference is, uh, as we've been talking about, um, Reynoso um, for Boca Juniors. Um, it sounds, I mean, sounding more and more, it's going to be like a summer move, much like Darwin Quintero was. Um just then, in that you know, Boca hasn't has brought in reinforcements. Um, they need to bring in someone to reinforce, and, and he has not started the last couple of Sundays, I believe. Um, I believe uh, um, Eric Silva mentioned that. Um, so it's it's not like he's not getting a ton of playing time, but I think they're they're reluctant to part with uh, with an attacker when they don't have, uh, and they just I think they just sold another player too, um, who is an attacker as well. So. This is leaning, but looking like it's probably going to lean towards the summer if it's going to get done.
2: I'd be interested to hear from you guys. Let's say it's a $500,000 difference between getting a deal done now and getting the deal done in June. Is that a price you're willing to pay or do you feel like the team should be waiting until summer and getting the deal that they set out to get? I mean,
1: I, that's, a good, that's a good one. I think just in terms of getting him um, acclimated to the league and, and maximizing what he can do, I think you spend the extra five hundred thousand dollars, but that is—it's not—it's not my money. It's Dr. Bill McGuire's money. It's
2: always easy, easy and fun. Yeah. As a matter of fact, to spend someone else's money. Oh yeah,
1: no, I, yeah, we're, but, we're really good at it. But
0: uh, <laughs> I just, am not a great budgeting or uh, accounting mind. So yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, mean neither. But don't tell the uh, don't tell the board that I, uh, I'm on a nonprofit board. I'm this, uh, the treasurer, so don't tell them that because um, <laughs> sorry, anyone listens to this anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I think you're safe. Yeah, I to answer your question, I think. I mean, if, if it's if it's that little, if it's if it's a if it's a, you know, I think probably think anything more than that is probably ultimately not going to be worth it. Um, but I think in terms of this five hundred thousand dollars is, is the sticking point. I, again, I don't think the sticking point. Everything I've read, the sticking point is not the money. It's the it's the fact that they have not brought in someone to replace him ahead of time, which I think is that's the major sticking point. So,
2: and it makes total sense from Boca's standpoint. But yeah. everyone has a price, right? Yeah. And if they've agreed on a price and then United adds a little bit more. Maybe you can sort of get past some of those compunctions. Sure. Just, you know, knowing how much the squad is going to rotate this year with internationals going in and out for Euros, for Olympics, et cetera. Yep. I think bringing him in, if you have any option to bring him in for under a million dollars and getting it done in this window instead of next, I think that acclimation time is worth it.
1: The other the other thing that it's to point out too is that we have not been great on our uh, winter or summer uh, acquisitions. Um, no. Outside of I think Ethan Finley is the only one that's actually like Performed well for us, so even Quintero was not necess- was a was technically a winter acquisition. Um, yeah, he came at the very very end of like the winter window. Um, but yeah, we have not uh, we've not had a very we've had a pretty good percentage at least in the last couple years on our winter acquisitions, but our summer ones I think we're, we're bad and probably about we're definitely below the Mendoza line that's for sure. So, <laughs> and and you know, some of this is how
2: quickly we want to evaluate these players. You know, if Lude comes out of the, the gate this year and is the player that Adrian Heath seems to be adamant that he is, then maybe we reevaluate that and say, okay, it's just an acclamation period. Ditto Thomas Chacon. Yeah.
1: But so far, not great. So far, not great. Um, but since we last uh, potted, um, Minister United actually played an actual soccer match against an actual soccer team. Granted, oh, yes. it was a bunch of college kids. Um, uh, they beat FIU, Florida International uh, University in Melbourne, um, Florida, five to nothing. Uh, Toy got a brace. Molino scored. Uh, Marlon Harrison and Andrew Booth, the, uh, the I believe the second round draft pick or fourth fourth round round fourth round draft draft draft? pick. Okay, Um,
0: not our last fourth round draft pick. Our first round. Our first fourth round round draft draft pick. pick. Yeah, Bentley was our last.
1: Yeah, um, and I'm not gonna. Don't necessarily need to go through all the the, the lineups, but you mean lineup was pretty much. Um mostly to be expected, um, with Chase Gasper out on an international duty. Uh, Tyler Miller got his first start and goal. Um, Dotson uh, played on the left for Gasper, Boxel, Ike Opara and Metnir, um, Finley Grey Goose, Ozzy Alonso, Kevin Molino, um, uh, with Robin Lude and then Mason Toy up top. Um obviously Amari did not get a minutes in this the, match. The
0: the first that first half lineup, what I look at is like without Maria Reynoso, what Heath wants, you know, for that starting front four, right? Yeah. Uh, Lude on the left, uh, Molino in the center, Finley on the right, Toy up top. You know, if we can improve on any of those positions, great. But I think that is going to be, until the eye test disproves Heath some other way, that's going to be kind of his go-to.
1: Yeah anything else to add on the uh they should there's they posted some youtube highlights some pretty goals uh that the team scored really good cool, really yeah. good goals uh and you know i'm gonna stand for lewd until he he proves
2: me wrong um i sincerely believe he's probably the most critical piece to this team this season if we're looking to improve uh his cushioned pass on one of the goals is actually incredibly well taken so yeah. but it's important to note that they beat a bunch of college kids yeah. who i'm sure we're playing super hard because it's <laughs> great to play against the pros but Maybe also didn't actually care.
1: Yeah. A college team that just, had just lost their coach to, I think, Boston University. So. Right.
0: Um, a bit about that coach, uh, Kevin Nylon, not to be confused with the Saturday Night Live uh, news, news host. <laughs> um, the, Kevin, Kevin Nylon, uh, he was a scout for One Orlando City oh, in okay. 2016. Okay. So for Adrian Heath, he, Heath knew about him, okay. and you can bet they didn't just talk about doing some preseason game. Who came out of FIU? Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth. Oh, so there you go. There was probably some scouting discussions there. Interesting.
1: Interesting. That's what uh, that's what MJ's here for. Bringing the bringing the actual facts. Um, so we have a couple more games this week. Uh, as part of our Orlando trip, we play uh, Wednesday the fifth against Charleston Battery. Um, and then Saturday, February eighth, against Miami FC. Um, again, those games are not being streamed um, per MLS's rules, but also because they're in the middle of fucking nowhere in or in uh, Miami Florida. Dade, somewhere. Yeah, so. somewhere in Miami Dade. Um, yeah. Anything else uh, you want to add for Minnesota United? Fun stuff. You know, it's
2: always unclear how much these preseason games matter. Yeah, winning is better than losing, but. I don't even know what we're supposed to be taking away from this right now, you know, until we get into games against actual MLS competition.
1: Yeah, the um, the Timbers tournament in the middle of uh, February should give us a little better idea. And I, the- I theoretically, at that point, we'll have like Amaria in the lineup, and um, you know, still we still are, you know, not on a full we don't have a full full squad yet. So
0: let me go on record and say one on time in history that I agree with Adrian Heath saying. Number one thing that to come out of this game, no injuries. That's
1: Yep, you always want Absolutely that. Absolutely true. Uh, some other, obviously, Minnesota United news. Chase Gasper, um, we mentioned that. We'll talk a little bit about the game, very briefly about that game. That was a, kind of a dreadful game. Uh, Gasper got his first U.S. Men's National Team cap. I think he came in about the, I believe it was the 77th minute. Um, played fairly well. He did get beat once uh, by, I don't remember who the guy from Costa Rica was, but he did have a couple of pretty slick passes that, you know, if, if a, you know, our team could actually finish uh, chances would maybe have set, set up with an assist on his first U.S. men's national team cap. So either you guys watch the, that, watch that game? Yeah, I was here with – Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: I bought you a beer. That's why you forgot. Know. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's uh, – you know, there's uh, Sergino Des right on the left, and he's over in Europe, and the European players weren't featured in this, in this friendly. Um, Bill McGuire's uh, big on Sam Vines out of Colorado – uh, Sam Vines started at left back, so you know Gasper's looking at the best he can hope for is being that kind of in that third role. Um, but I like what I saw out of him.
1: Yeah. Um, so per Mark Fangmeier, he seems to believe that they're going to have hams at the stadium in Tallboys in 2020, which you know this podcast affinity for hams. Um, so we have a question about that. I'm going to save it till we have the question at the very end. Okay. But, um, cool. And then uh, finally, uh, Vita Monone apparently tried to leverage Minnesota United's contract offer of being the highest-paid goalkeeper in MLS um, did not uh, did not end up where I think he thought he was going to be. He joins Esbjerg uh, FB. Currently, Esbjerg, 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 I don't know. It's uh, my goodness. <laughs> Denmark Superliga. They are second from the bottom. Um, Right now, in, in relegation, it's a six month deal. Obviously, his contract ends in uh, at the end of this year, the the or you know the the European calendar year. So he'll be free to move wherever uh, in June. But uh, yeah, he wanted to go back to Italy. Um, still might obviously still. It's only a six month loan, but uh, I can't imagine he's gonna be getting the kind of dollars that Minnesota is offering him.
2: Yeah, my gut reaction to that deal is that this is a six month filler. Keep his uh keep limber, keep his skills up, and then when he's back in the European contract cycle, he can go to Italy, he can, I don't know, stay in the championship if that's yeah. what he wants. He can sort of make the choice. But if he came back to MLS, he was going to consistently be in that sort of off-year cycle and never have the opportunity. So if he ends yeah. up with these guys long-term, that's a huge miss on his part. But I think it's it's unfair to bury him too much for this until... Uh, oh, no, we're burying him. We're burying him yeah, now? Yeah. We're burying him now yeah. to shoot. Well, uh, well, we, we hope you packed a snorkel, Vito, because <laughs> the dirt is getting poured.
0: But... but we, we still love Chaco. No bearing Chaco.
1: Yeah, no bearing Chaco. Of course not. This
0: isn't a Viking funeral.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, Well, right, let's talk about the... And so if you guys... So if you're a long-time listener to the podcast, obviously we've searched up our, our format a little bit, mostly because Minnesota hasn't done jack shit. We're going to get back to our previews and everything and our big uh, mega MLS preview probably in the next couple weeks. Um, but we want to talk about some other stuff. Uh, the U.S. national teams um, all are in, currently playing or about to play. Um, U.S. men's national team, as we mentioned, beat Costa Rica 1-0 and on Saturday. I don't even know who scored the fucking goal for the US. That's how boring that game was so um, their next matches uh, are in the March uh, international break window uh, at the end of at the end of March um, they play Wales and the Netherlands. I believe it's the 26th and the 30th uh, in Europe. So that should be fun um, The US Women's National Team uh, beat Haiti for uh, nothing. Beat Panama eight nothing, and they are going to be playing Costa Rica um, right now as we are recording if They're kicking off very shortly. Um, they will play in the semifinal on Friday. Uh, if they win that game, they're in the Olympics. Uh, and as we mentioned last week, the U.S. men's national team uh, Olympic qualifier. We'll talk about that in a second. That is U U23s. The U.S. women is the full regular squad. It's a smaller squad, but it's their their full national. You know, their full senior squad. Um, Semi-finals so are on Friday. The you winner you're in. Um, they're either going to be playing Canada or Mexico. Don't know it tomorrow. Um, you, there's one you'd rather play than the other, obviously, in the U.S. in, the, in terms of the women's game.
2: Yeah, as much as uh, as much as playing Mexico is always one of those games that has a little bit of extra meaning, and teams get up for it. I don't want any part of Christine Sinclair, who earlier in this tournament broke the uh, world record. She is the, the goalingest scorer, the scoringest <laughs> goaler, I don't yeah. even. The, uh, the best goal scorer. Will probably in,
0: compete in her sixth World Cup. Yeah, you know, she, yeah. Is, <laughs> she is incredible, she's a legend.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know, did you guys watch either of the women's games?
1: Uh, I watched, no actually, I was at the, the Supporter Summit on uh, Friday, the Wonderwall Supporter Summit. And then I missed the Haiti game as so well. I think I had uh, Broomball or something like that. So
0: I was also playing Broomball on yeah. Friday and missed it. So. One of the most
2: remarkable things about two games in which the U.S. won combined twelve nothing is how unbelievably wasteful they were. Both of those games could have been a little bit like the game against Thailand, where it was just goal on sight. But this is, uh, these are the first two games that most of these women have played in several months, and uh, the rust definitely showed. They completely dominated the games. They looked fantastic, and yet. They missed so many well, gold edge opportunities. I do
1: remember hearing um, Haiti. Uh, should have had that game tied up at 1-1 with a, an egregious, egregious offside call from the from the referee.
2: The only thing I can conceivably imagine is that they were not flagging for the offside, but were flagging for goalkeeper interference, okay. and even that would be extremely dodgy. Yeah. But I mean, we, we joke about CONCACAF referees being some of the worst in the world, except for English professional refs, yeah. and they were in they were in fine form in this game. If, if the women in this game were a little bit rusty from it being the offseason, the referees were in mid-season form, <laughs> just absolutely crapping the bed.
1: So conca
0: uh, yeah. yeah.
1: So, the semifinals on Friday, if they win that, they're in the Olympics. Um, they'll play the final on Sunday, so it's not a very quick turnaround. Uh, the other sort of note, uh, we haven't talked a little bit about it, but the She Believes Cup was announced uh, like about a week and a half ago. Um, that will start in early March, and that is England, Spain, and Japan all going to be playing here in the U.S.
0: Just to piggyback on that, last year's uh, She Believes Cup was... All the same four countries except for Brazil yeah. instead of Spain. Yeah. And I think Spain is an upgrade, no offense to Marta Erica at all. But yeah. the the if you really want to get into international women's soccer around that time of year, there's about three or four tournaments that happen, all about four to eighteen t- tournaments, four, six or eight teams. Um, the She Leaves Cup gets the most press in the United States because it's held here and features yeah. the U.S. Women's National Team. But you know, check out that uh, Cup of Nations uh, held in Australia. Check out the Algarve Cup. Eight teams, uh, European, really strong European lineup there. Um, Lesser-known Cyprus Cup. Uh, Mexico usually plays in the uh, uh, Mexico Feminine uh, Squad usually plays in that. So cool. Um, and then the U.S. Youth
1: National Team—they—they um, they got their draw um, a few weeks ago as well. They got the probably the worst possible draw, um, as they got the Dominican Republic, Mexico, and Costa Rica in their group. Again, it's kind of a similar format. Um, top two go to the semifinals, and if you win your semifinal game, you're in uh, the U.S. the Olympics. When was the last time we qualified for the Olympics? Was it 2012? 12?
0: I want to say 2012. So, yeah. It's, it's been a while and then even before that it was
1: like it's it's been it's basically no wait a, no it wasn't 2012 it's 2008 2008. we've missed
0: two we've missed 12 yeah. and 16 yeah we've missed so two so <laughs> it's a it's, it's
1: not a it's not a great sign for I mean obviously there's Mexico has like one U23 World Cups you know the or you know the U17 World Cups so it's not necessarily always an indicator um but it's also not not a great not a great look for our team so we have some work to do and it's the U23s um there won't be any kids from uh, Europe, so your Christian six and all that won't be at qualifying. It's going to be the likes of Hassani Dotson, maybe Chase Gasper, maybe Mason Toy, um, getting those call-ups. Gasper is 23,
2: so yeah. I would be surprised if he got the U23 call-up because he'd be one of their bonus players, and I don't think he's quite that good, but I would expect to see plenty he, of Dotson. Oh, I, thought he, I
1: thought he was 20. I thought he was 22 or did he just turn 23? No, he's turned 23. Okay, so never mind, never mind. But Dotson and Toy, I Dotson think for Toyo, sure. Dotson and Toy, I
2: expect to see some serious minutes. Honestly, you know, Mexico's going to win that group and there's no shame in that. They're probably also the favorite to win the gold medal, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, if the U.S. can't beat Costa Rica, maybe that's okay. Maybe that's a statement on where our development is. Obviously, it's disappointing, don't get me wrong, but,
1: you know, the are you advocating for us th- to lose to Costa Rica, Dan? Is yeah, that that's what exactly I'm... what I said. But it's no—it's a, it's
2: a statement on our development. I think there's a tendency to overrate the U.S. youth national team a little bit, even when the maybe the senior team isn't doing quite as well. If they can't qualify for a third straight Olympics, like it's time to face the facts, and it's time to start rebooting some of those lower Since division we still, teams. We
1: are, I think we're still missing coaches in the youth uh, development system. Um, so the... the uh, uh, the U.S. announced that they're going to be bringing in um, the players that are getting getting called in for that. Um, will be um, I'm not sure when they're going to be announced. But they're getting called in after the second MLS week, um, and you know the first games kick off on March 20th. Um, they're going to be in Guadalajara, um, so they're just going straight to Guadalajara to train, get ready. Um, so that'd be mark that the March 8th weekend is the weekend after which they would call in the players. So we're you know potentially could lose, um, like I said, Toy and and For we have a we have the last week of March. Is actually the international break, and you and thank God, Minnesota United is actually um, is recognizing and, and doesn't have games scheduled during international breaks this year at all. Um, so we only will lose um, uh, Toy and, and Dotson for it uh, could be up to I think up to four games, I believe, because um, if it go away, the, the final will be April first, is when the final is. Um, but yeah, from March 20th to April first is the potential time where we might lose our two uh, our two young players.
2: That's a huge amount of pressure on Amaria. I mean, he is he is the centerpiece of the attack. He if to, he gets hurt, honestly, like what what do they do if he gets yeah. hurt?
1: He needs to bet into the team real fucking quick, basically. So, um, all right, that's anything else on the US uh, the US development guys or US anything? All right, um, we'll talk very quickly about EPL, and then we're gonna do our uh, our fun fantastic betting segment. We got some MLS futures for you. We had a couple questions, and then we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna make this one a short one, so. Um, so I'm a really big fan of this Liverpool wins and everybody else in the top six loses or drops points uh, every week, which I think the second week in a row that that's happened. Um, they're 22 points clear of, of Man City. Uh, their magic number is 18. They can't finish lower than Everton. It's St. It's, uh, Ring's Day in, in for us. Um, we cannot... Everton cannot finish higher than Liverpool. i um, looking Surprise. at MJ, yeah. So Ever- Everton's currently in ninth. They've they pulled themselves out of their the tailspin spent they were at the beginning of the year. and uh, Relegation, zone, relegation to now zone top ten. And uh, they can secure Champions League uh, with uh, eight points, basically. Eight, eight points is the magic number for Liverpool in, in securing Champions League. So we're very realistically talking about Liverpool clinching the league at Goodison Park.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> down for that, as you know.
2: Uh, are you are you personally going to send lasagna to the Everton
1: team to see if they can do exactly what Arsenal did to Tottenham all those years ago? Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be fe- that'd be fucking fantastic. That'd be fucking fantastic. Um, I don't know much 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 more to say about those two. They didn't look very. They looked pretty pedestrian in the first half of that game, and then they just like put their boot on the throat of Southampton and you know scored three in the second half. So. Um, it was just, Southampton. Yeah. Well, I mean, South, Southampton's in top ten right now. Yeah. Ninth place, or they were in ninth place. Um, they're overachieving
0: they're... this yeah. year. I like, I like seeing a different flavor in the top eight. Yeah. Everton. After having gotten
1: bodied
2: by Leicester eight
1: nothing,
0: yeah. was
2: that that game? Was it? Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. I believe it was eight nothing. So not a, not a lot of teams have lost by seven or eight goals and then finished in the top ten. So kudos to Southampton
0: for not rolling over and dying, which you yeah, know,
2: most teams would have.
0: Everton had a uh, had a big comeback uh, on the weekend uh, down to nothing uh, one assist by former player uh, uh, Gerard della la Felu. Um, and so it's one of those it's nice to see Jerry D as uh, uh, Tim Howard used to call him nice to see him <laughs> get in the game but cheering for cheering for the toffees uh, center back uh, Yeri Mina scores two goals uh, Fabian De. Diel- Delf gets a horseshit second yellow call on him. Everything go down to down to ten men, and somehow some guy uh, named Theo Walcott pull, pulls a goal out of his butt in, in the 89th minute, uh, assisted by young uh, Moise, Moise Keane, by the way. But oh, that's right, yeah. Anyway, it it was the best thing I can say about the game is I read on Twitter, I wish this had come from me. It was so clever. Having Everton win not lose in the 89th minute is the most un-Everton thing I've seen in my lifetime. That's true.
1: You guys are only four points off of uh, Europa for next year. Go go Toffees. Up the fucking Toffees. Yeah. And uh, Dan, you have, do you want to talk about Arsenal? Or...
2: Honestly, the less said about that particular game, the better. Both of those teams just look dire. Nobody wants to be in Burnley, even most of the people who live in Burnley. That's true. Uh, which is why they all voted leave because yeah. they thought it meant that they could leave. <laughs> uh, sadly, not the case. Yeah, you little that's shits that's are stuck in Burnley. That's quite like how it works. Um, honestly, the team looks better. Like I realize yeah. that this is some loser fucking talk. Of like, oh, we're still getting really bad results, but you know, it, we we look better. They do. They flat yeah. out look better the attack is in shambles alexander lacazette is i don't know what's wrong with him he looks like a player that's stuck in his own head yeah so but i mean that's fixable so i really do back michael arteta to get arsenal back into some serious contention and hey weirder shit has happened than arsenal finishing you know 11th and then winning the fa cup yeah
1: he needs arteta needs i think at least a couple windows honestly i think he's I don't think this is a quick fix for for you guys.
2: No, not at all. Especially given the injuries in the back line. Yeah. Uh, they added Pablo Mari from Flamengo, which I think is an interesting signing. They added uh, Cedric Soares from Southampton, which is a weird signing <laughs> that I really don't understand. He would be sort of an interesting depth play if he were healthy, but he's not. So he's yeah. just more injury depth, which Arsenal has always had the best injured squad <laughs> in football. Arsenal's injured squad is better than PSG, Barcelona.
1: And Bayern Munich combined. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I saw that the uh, Obama, Obama gang was mentioned uh, as a possible Barcelona. Uh, they wanted him on loan. Yeah, they wanted him on loan. That's <laughs> <laughs> because Barcelona apparently doesn't have any fucking money right now. Um, and then they also went after, they tried to go after Richarlison. No, they did try to go after Richarlison. And, Richarlison. Uh, and you guys turned down Ever- like 85 or $90 million for Richarlison. We, what the fuck was Everton thinking? We like Richarlison. I, I know. He, he,
0: he assists. He scores goals. He attacks. He attacks so well, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, don't tell Eric Silver in this, but, like, there's a Brazilian on Everton that, that is really, really fun <laughs> to watch.
1: Uh, all right, so that wraps up. That'll wrap up. Um, I have a fun fucking uh, replay tomorrow with Shrewsbury Town and the U23 squad. Up the Shrews. <laughs> yeah. Up the Shrews. Shrews. Honestly, I kind of just would, I, I, Let's go, Shrewsbury! would not be opposed to them losing this match and then getting out of this competition because, I don't know, we're, we, I think we've already played, like, 38 matches so far this year. And, you know, if we advance, you know, if we get, say, God willing, we get to the uh, final of the Champions League, it's going to be close to, like, 70-plus matches that we'd have to play this year. So, and it's not like we have a, um, Liverpool has a very, club doesn't do a lot of rotation. He's got a few people that he rotates in, but it's a pretty, it's a fairly small squad generally when it comes to uh, who actually gets minutes for for Liverpool, so.
0: Unless they're playing Everton in the FA Cup.
1: (laughs) Unless they're playing Everton in the FA Cup. Uh, all right, so uh, Bovada um, dropped some uh, uh, MLS uh, Cup odds for 2020, and they are weird.
2: They're super weird. It looks like this bet list was put together by someone who has never watched MLS.
1: So um, we'll run through a few. I, I actually want to run through a few that are just that are particularly well, uh, strange. Um, this is obviously this uh, this was pulled earlier this afternoon, so it's it's very possible that they went and, and went and like fixed these real quick. But if they haven't. And you are in LA or some place where you can uh, get on, a, get into a book and put some money down. I think we got some pretty uh, tasty, some tasty bets for you guys. So,
0: and preseason betting is always weird, right? Rosters haven't been solidified yet. Transfers still could happen.
1: Yeah, but I mean, they put up like the you know the fucking uh, Super Bowl odds like hours after the Super Bowl is done for twenty for twenty twenty one. Oh, yeah, yeah, no,
0: no, futures betting is futures betting, right? So. Uh,
1: so, yeah, so well, I'll mention a few. Dan, obviously, I know. I think you got a couple that you're interested in. Um, obviously, the or, you know the favorites are the two uh, the two teams that were in the. Uh, oh no, sorry, LAFC was not in this. Seattle they was they in the were final. not. Uh, LAFC is the favorite. Um, Bovada has them at plus four hundred. Uh, it's basically four to one. Um, we'll also mention two DraftKings. Uh, the same thread. Uh, DraftKings posted their odds, and their odds are a lot more sane. Um, and they have the LAFC as the favorite at plus two seventy five. Um, one I'll point out that DraftKings has Is DraftKings has uh, Atlanta United at plus 350 As the second favorite That seems fucking bonkers to me Yeah, you couldn't I wouldn't bet on that with your money No Yeah, that's uh, You. I don't think I mean, I'm trying to think where like where that's high enough Where I would actually consider putting money on it And it's probably in uh, that You know, that plus 8,000 That 80 to 1 range Because um, so I think Frank DeBoer is going to fuck that team up I think he's
2: going to get fired by midseason. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, the loss of Darlington-Nagby, if you are a casual soccer fan, it's like, oh, they lost a, like a peripheral midfielder. That's probably not great. Darlington-Nagby was the heartbeat of that team. That that team re- had to have a player of his quality in that position. They shipped him off, and they did not replace him, and that is a recipe for absolutely shitting away matches they and won and last and year. And Julian
0: Grussell. Like, yeah, losing Julian Gressel. Yeah,
2: yeah, Julian Gressel was the heart, another heartbeat of that team. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you know. Yeah, I mean, so they've got Martinez, they've got some of their you know more flashy players, but the players that actually made Frank De system work, they were like, nah, this is fine. We're gonna keep the coach and just
1: uh, take out the uh, you know the actual the engine and the
2: wheels." Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so Minnesota United, uh, people are curious. Bavada has them at plus twelve hundred. They are one, two, three, the six, uh, six favorites to uh, to win MLS Cup. Um,
0: Overrated Jeff Kings has them a
1: lot further down At plus 2200 That's basically uh, 22 to 1 um, That puts them behind Montreal The the Bread Bulls Who I think are going to be atrocious this year um, They shook off
2: their entire defense Or most of it Yeah uh,
1: Dan, would, I know you had a couple That you thought were pretty tasty What uh, would, would you If you had some Some entertainment porpoises only uh, Dollars to throw on uh, Some teams to win MLS Cup would you, uh, Who'd you look at? Yeah, so Particularly if I get the Beveda lines. Um
2: I really like DC United at 20 to 1. Um, I think they've done a lot to improve that squad. The aforementioned Julian Gressel went there. They've added some really interesting Peruvian players. Um, I think the East is going to be weak this year. NYCFC didn't have a coach for most of the offseason. They're solidly in flux. NYRB shipped off a bunch of their defenders. That sort of leaves things a little bit in flux. I don't rate Philly as highly this year as I did last year. so that puts a pretty smooth path for DC into the playoffs. They've got guys who know how to win
1: in the playoffs. So that's a that's a pretty solid bet. Yeah. On that same note, just in the East, I was just I was looking at the the Revs at uh, at twenty to one. Bruce Arena's got an entire year. Um, they were looking really good towards the end of the year. Carlos Seal's um, a solid score. Yeah. So if you're if you're looking at a more of a longer shot, um, the Revs are at the Bovada line has them at uh, twenty to one as well. So I think that'd be an interesting interesting bet
2: for uh, for entertainment purposes only. If I had a hundred bucks to throw on any these though particularly if it wasn't my money honestly Sporting KC uh they're a team that looked a lot better at the end of last season sorry they're going off at 80 to 1. um so this, it, it's a, it's a <laughs> long third, shot the third worst the third uh, lowest yeah equivalent to Orlando City which yeah. honestly
1: if that isn't
2: if that isn't <laughs> motivating enough for them then Peter Vermees isn't doing his job
1: Sporting KC uh DraftKings has Sporting KC at plus 8,000 as well, 81 as well.
2: I mean, look, maybe I'm wrong, but they had an interesting young squad with Gerso, with Gideon Zellelum, guys who were blooding in at the end of last season. They looked a lot better from the summer on than they did to the burst part of the year. And they only went and added Alan Polito, the the golden boot winner from Mexico. So this is a team that's clearly going to be a lot better. Picking anyone out of the West is tough. The West is stocked this year. Yeah. But at 80 to one for a team you know beyond a shadow of a doubt is going to be way better than they were last season. They don't have Concacaf Champions League to worry about, and Vermees is a great coach. SKC is still a tough place to play. They have all these peripheral things going yeah. for them, so they just turn it, it, you know, put it together. Yeah. They could easily make a playoff run. That I would bet at a much much lower <laughs> odds to make oh, for yeah. them to make
0: the playoffs. But to win MLS Cup at 80 to one, shit, why not? The crazy thing about it is, that, uh, David, you point out that DraftKings also have them at eighty to eighty to one, but ahead of they have FC Cincy at at eighty to one, Orlando City at seventy five to one, and Columbus Crew at seventy five to one.
2: Again, all of these things should be
0: very offensive to Sporting Kansas City <laughs> right, players. No, there's no way they they have a better chance at, than Sporting Kansas City.
1: Well, we're so what we're saying is uh, the uh, the Sharks don't uh, they don't really know MOS, so you can make a lot of money. Uh, betting MLS soccer, um, you know that's you know not uh, not a, a weird thing at all. No, but I mean <laughs> honestly, the danger in betting MLS is such a high variability league. Yeah. On any given
2: week, anyone can win, anyone can lose. I mean, LAFC, yeah, is probably the favorites to win the cup this year, but any given opponent, honestly, they lost to Colorado last year, right? They lost Colorado. They yeah. lost to Minnesota United. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. Any, any given Saturday, boys. That is one hundred percent true. Uh, in terms of uh, other things that I like, um, uh, DraftKings. Um, well, Portland is actually at, uh, at uh, 33 to one, um, and Bovada. I like them um, a little bit, and uh, Galaxy. The LA Galaxy at 14 to one, I think is actually a pretty good, um, pretty good value as well. Bringing Chichar, I think Chichu is going to do well in MLS. I think he's going to score a lot of goals. Um, you know, they still can't stop they, anyone. They, it's, that's the thing. If they can figure out somebody, if they can figure out their defense a little bit. Um, Galaxy could be uh, and and they have LAFC's number for the most part. I mean, they obviously they lost in the semifinals, but you know they they figure out ways to to score goals and and beat and draw LAFC. Um, I think they're an interesting interesting team. You know, especially at that you know the, the favorites obviously LAFC, Seattle, um, Toronto, NYCFC. If you're looking for like the next tier of, of, of teams that have the ability um, and know how to win, LA Galaxy has the ability and knows how to win.
0: One question I have for both of you is, Montreal seems rated really high, highly. Uh, yeah, I noticed They're four, 14 to 1. They're same as the Galaxy. I haven't been watching Montreal Impact transfers in and out, like, what's going on with that squad? Are they improving? How much is this based on that just Thierry Henry is, is the coach? <laughs> I mean, considering... At 14 to 1, Montreal, I, like, up there with LA Galaxy, that just seems crazy.
2: As established, it's... I can't tell the Canadian teams apart. <laughs> so, oh, that's true. so, so this is going to be really hard for yeah. me. Um, no, I think a lot of it is based on reputation in terms of getting Henri in. Um, yeah. Boyan, Boyan is, is he on? So, I mean, he's yeah. a player with a European pedigree. He can find the goals. So that's an interesting talent they've got. That is I'm very a, interesting. I am a big Inbiam Huang fan. Um, Although he's sucked Vancouver. In fantasy. <laughs> I told you, I couldn't tell these teams apart. <laughs> I am I a fan you just of You that one on purpose. No, I actually didn't. <laughs> um, they're, I need, Bom- to, differentiate Bom- their, I, I need to differentiate their logos, too. Yeah. No, Montreal, Like as many interesting good bets as there are on this list, there are some reprehensibly bad ones. That is one... Uh, San Jose at 28 to one is a very very bad bet Chicago at 33 to one Chicago could be the worst team in the league I honestly if how gun, are they that high gun to my head right now I would probably take FC Cincinnati over Chicago I think they are gonna be that bad this season they will be as bad as their graphic design work yeah the only Nashville's reason why pretty bad too but at least Nashville's like properly properly rated yeah uh, the only reason
0: why the Chicago Fire are that high is they are using the Chicago Fire to light up a bunch of pot. What?
2: Well, <laughs> also, uh, sports gambling is legal in uh, in Illinois now, so that could just that could be that could be a sucker bet. That's, like, yeah. oh, if we get if we can get a bunch of suckers to bet on the hometown yeah, Fire, that's, that's money for that us. That wouldn't
1: surprise me. All right, so we'll revisit those as we get closer to this season. Maybe we'll incorporate those into our. Uh, maybe we'll incorporate some sort of uh, when we do our preview. I uh, will each have. Uh, a certain amount of garbage bucks that we can uh, we can bet on these teams and and you know um, see we'll kind of keep track of who does well as we're gambling throughout the year you know this in these entertainment purposes only so um, so we got only three questions real quick and then we're gonna get out of here um, Josh E asks this is related back to the hams how do I get rum into the stadium for rum hams um, Josh I don't know if you know this but uh, those airplane bottles that ain't metal you heard it here guys just. I'm not saying that you should sneak rum into the stadium, but those airplane bottles ain't metal. So, if Fangmeyer is right and the Hams Tallboys are gonna run
2: a cool five dollars, which makes it essentially a two for one special vis-a-vis every other drink in the stadium, you are not gonna need rum. And I get <laughs> that the Rum Hams requires it, but just go get yourself
1: four Hams and, and just have yourself a Hams beard Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wasaloonz asks, why the hell is there a recent pro Heath movement on Twitter? There's literally nothing about him that you would that would endear him to anyone. Um, okay, first,
2: that's wrong because he came up with the phrase "fox in the box," which is funny and fun to say.
1: Yeah, um, he hates uh, Thomas Chacon's hair apparently, which also is fucking hilarious. Uh, and a little bit of bald envy, I think, or uh, oh, hair, hair envy. Um, man, I don't know. Um, there's I love some, the flow. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some chodes out there. Uh, there are some people who are well meaning who are just idiots, um, just like every every other fan base in the world. Um, some of them are trolls and, and are really just tr- trying to like basically probably irk me for the most part. Um, but then yeah, there's there's a few out there that are well-meaning fans who just are fucking stupid. And God bless them. We we need the stupid people too.
0: They're, they're the ones that ask us questions, yeah, David. Yeah. The smart ones don't need to ask <laughs> us things.
1: Uh, and finally, Matt Axelson asks if you could both if you could both add an axe, add an axe a chant, So add a chant and take away a chant to and from the Wonderwall repertoire. What would they be? I would add whatever
2: chant they do for Messi in Barcelona, uh, because Messi now plays for Minnesota
1: United. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Did um, you see
0: uh, Andy's recycled?
1: Yeah, I just pulled it up. Um, okay. So uh, shout out Andy. Yeah, Matt. Do you or do you have a uh, do you have any songs that you wanna see added or or removed from the uh, repertoire? I would, no. get, I would get rid of Black and Blue. I think that one's fucking stupid, um, and I would bring back Looney Tunes. Obviously, I have a soft spot in my heart for. For, oh, well, you know Looney what True North
0: Elite feels about both I, of those I could, decisions. Yeah, yeah,
1: I could give two shits. So, uh, finally, um, our friend Andy uh, asked a question right after we got done, re- stopped recording last night, and I did, last time, and I didn't want to go back and like actually ask it. Um, so he asked uh, I'm afraid our defense uh, is taking a step back this year, but I got a warm, fuzzy feeling that Chacon will be a slam dunk. Give me a couple fears and a couple warm, fuzzy slam dunks, please. XOXO. So you have any uh, fears, and then a couple of warm fuzzy slam dunks.
0: Uh, my fear is Alonzo's health. Uh, you know, I would love if he played the same amount of games as he did last season. Yep. One year older doesn't make that big, much of a difference, but at MLS on the grind, training every day, it can. So.
2: Yeah, that's actually where I was going as well. But I have plenty of fears. That's my specialty. <laughs> so, uh, other fears I have that uh, that uh, Amaria will get hurt. And either United will be forced to not let Mason Toy go into the U.S. Uh, development camp, which I think would be really good for him, uh, or they'll be forced to play uh, 5 5 zero? I don't know what formation they're going to do. There's no recognized striker on the squad. Um, as we covered uh, immediately after the draft, Noah Billingsley apparently plays literally every position because no one knows yeah, where he actually plays. So sure, yeah. try him up top, yeah. or uh, he's
0: played forward before. Yeah, yeah,
2: it, it can't be that hard. Tell him, Wash. Yeah. Well, um,
0: uh, <laughs> Marlon Marlon Harrison, they played up uh, up there. He's a right wing and a fullback. So, yeah. um,
2: warm fuzzy slam dunk. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Kevin Molino gets five assists, which is not right. like a, that's like a, a slam dunk on a kids hoop, but
1: <laughs> they all count. Um, I'm, I'm gonna start with the, the fuzzy slam duck. I think I think Toy and Molino are gonna are gonna continue their uh, their clicking, and I think I think Molino might just have five assists to fucking Mason Toy, let alone the other players on the roster. There are uh, other
2: strikers on the roster. Uh,
1: well, technically, yeah, there's one other one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, my biggest fear is that um, that we're right about Robin Lute and He is not good, and he gets continued to, and Aj continues to play him out of position on the left hand side. Um, and that he is an even bigger bust than Andrew Rodriguez. At least Andrew Rodriguez occasionally, by accident sometimes with his own fucking butt, would put the ball in the back of the net, but he would put the ball in the back of the net on occasion Um, I just, I really worry that Robin Lute is a complete utter bust and and will be spending a good chunk of this time, of his time here in Minnesota on the bench That's my, that's my fear. My warm fuzzies is I think that toy Molino connection is gonna be um, just a couple hot boys keeping going at it
0: did you, did you have a warm fuzzy, MJ? Um, my warm fuzzy is Hassani Dotson.
1: Okay. Just co- his continued existence. <laughs> just well, him being a player and, and being alive in the world? The,
0: the question mark is, will he get enough minutes to, to showcase what he can do? Sure. And, and will he be more more than just this utility plug-in anywhere we need him to uh, I think- player? And, and, and if we can see him play at whether that's 6, 8, or one of the attacking midfield roles... A semi-regular basis to give those guys some rest our starters some rest that'd be great I think between Aussie
1: load management and Gregus going to assuming Slovakia qualifies for the Euros um, I think Dotson's going to get a lot of opportunity to prove himself so yeah. I think you're going to be right on that one alright guys well that is uh, we did that one in under under 45 minutes good job good job everybody um, you can always uh, find us at davetano.com at tdikmn on Twitter uh, I'm at Texas Zeller Dan's at D. Wade uh, MJ is at MJ Matsui uh, Bill McGuire is at Gear Gab at Bill, Bill underscore McGuire Sorry, I forgot to I think I accidentally deleted that um, Yeah, find us, follow us um, Engage with us uh, Let us know uh, what you want um, Come find me I'll probably have some extra rum In the stadium um, And yeah uh, Thank you guys for listening To this uh, Super Short Podcast We'll talk to you all next week uh, We're the Daves You know, this has been The Daves I uh, know out Cause we Both
0: do nothing at all, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, we do our thing, son. Long as you do yours, land here, become free, con Yeah, uh, We, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing. Do it. Yeah, we do, we do. Do we do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do come our thing, son. We can't do nothing at all. Yeah, I know
1: we can't do nothing at all.